This is The Talking Point, the IMAX Group podcast. We started the water refill movement where we are asking exhibitors, instead of ordering single-use water bottles and giving them out on their stand to people visiting as giveaways, to instead order a water cooler and let people refill their own water bottles. Today, we're looking at keeping up with the Green Squad. Kit Watts, IMAX Strategic Communications Director, is with Roger Lehner, Senior Operations Executive of IMAX Group. This episode was recorded prior to the lockdown, which means any events mentioned in this conversation may have been cancelled or postponed. Roger, we're here today to talk about sustainability at IMEX and in particular what we have inside the business, which is our green squad, something we've not talked really publicly about before. You're now the leader, aren't you? Yes, I am now the leader. Um, I started the green squad with another colleague a few years ago and it all started because we were both passionate about sustainability and thought, well, we really want to get the people in our company that are passionate about sustainability together in one room and see what more we can do. And that's how it all started. Then what happened? So you get them inside the room. Did you have a a vision for what the squad might do? How did it come about and what happened next? We didn't have a clear vision with all the projects that we're now working on. We got people from almost every team in our company They changed over the years as well because some more people came forward and said actually I want to be involved as well. We started off with a few projects that we knew we wanted to kind of work on a bit more and then continuously new members came up with new ideas and it just grew from there. I think it's important for people to to understand we've been doing this for some time and we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. Tell us about some of the early day projects and then just Can you tell us about some of the successes and potentially some of the things maybe that weren't so successful so we can share what we've learned with with listeners? The squad has been running for three to four years and in the beginning we've always worked on sharing our initiatives that we already had. That was one of the main reasons we wanted to make the initiatives we already had more known within the company. But basically everyone in the company feels confident about talking about sustainability if they represent the company at any events or our own events as well if they get asked about what we do because we wanted everyone to feel empowered to to share. This all sounds amazing but we're talking about some relatively nitty-gritty in the office and our office life aren't we? Let's talk a little bit about the work that we've done at the shows Roger which you're very very involved with. We've had our successes at the office and I suspect that we've possibly gone as far as we can for the moment at the office. As you've explained we're often dependent on the sophistication or the technology of our suppliers but it's great to hear that they're making real strides in these areas and, and Brighton's a small place so if our local recycling partners can do amazing things with coffee cups. I'm certain that big cities around the around the globe can also help. So what I'm hearing is you've got to ask. You've got to ask and use a few questions that will get you a few direct answers and we'll definitely include those for people in the notes. Talk a little bit about what we've done at the shows, whether people listening have been to IMEX shows or not, and in particular about food and beverage, which is a big issue for event planners, isn't it? Yes, so we have made big efforts to source our food and beverage as sustainably as possible. One example which is very topical at the moment is meat-free options because of A, the impact on the climate and B, the hidden water impact of certain foods and beverages and we have communicated 
the impact that you can make with the choice of lunch that you have directly at our catering outlet so that people can see while they are looking at the menu what the actual impact is of their choice of menu for that day. So we came up with these water-wise menus, didn't we, a few years ago in Las Vegas, which is a particularly easy way of identifying which meal to choose that uses the least amount of water. If you're not aware of water impact, if that's the right language, and food choices, it must seem very strange for some people. So can you give us a bit of background about the importance of water in the food industry and, in fact, perhaps the overuse of water in some foods? If you, if you care about the planet, you can make different choices that are much more um, conservative in their water use. We can talk mm. about meat in particular, but are there other foods as well that... Uh, that are better choices. Yeah, so another one that has surprised me in relation to water is actually bananas. Oh. Bananas are very heavy on the water impact, while apples are much lighter. Also, in the locations where we have events, apples are a lot more local, especially in Frankfurt that is famous for their apples, while bananas usually have to be transported from far away destinations, and that obviously then has uh, a climate impact in addition to the higher water impact as well. Let's dive a little bit more deeply into the, the non-meat options. Can you explain when the idea first came to us that we wanted to change our menus up a bit and perhaps the drivers behind that thinking? We had non-meat options on our menus for a very long time. We even had a reduced meat option which was a blended burger which still contained some meat but it was reduced and blended with um, with other ingredients such as mushrooms just to reduce the amount of meat that is used. It was a big hit wasn't it? I never had one but I did hear really good things about how tasty it was. It was yeah. apparently very tasty. Yeah. I'm vegetarian so I never tried it but okay. yes people people said it was very tasty but we really wanted to go the extra mile and last year in particular we really stepped up our game and another thing that we did to promote the meat-free options is we actually put them at the top of the menu so that when people go and select their lunches they see the most sustainable option first and don't have to go all the way to the bottom of the menu when they might already have made their choice. Tell people listening what we went for in the end we don't need to be it's not that it's a commercial but um, it's useful mm -hmm. for people to know what we were able to achieve and with which products. When I say we that is the, the venue they sourced the impossible burger for us at IMAX America and the Beyond Meat sausage for the hot dogs and for both these products the sales figures were a lot higher that past year than they were in any previous year. That might be because of the name recognition of these brands, it might also be because they were at the top of the menu. I think it's a combination of both to be honest. So to be clear, have we put them on the menu before but they were hidden and unbranded? These branded products we did have the first time last year. So IMEX believes in giving people choice, we're not here with a particular agenda around food and beverage but we recognise that the, the industry that we love and that we love to serve wants us to deliver choices but we also can't ignore perhaps more so in Europe than perhaps across the US or North America in general the rise in, in the preference for vegetarian and healthy food that's been one of our drivers hasn't it I certainly sat at a table at IMEX America last year by coincidence I was eating the impossible burger 
another woman on my table said when she saw my badge, I just want to say thank you for giving me a choice because I've attended events for years and years and years where I've actually had to pay quite a lot of money to get in and I've not been able to eat anything on the menu. I bring my own food. And she said it really hurts. I felt, you know, marginalised. So that was a very natural moment. I was very grateful to hear that genuine feedback. So I know that we've led from the front and we've led with our hearts, but I guess what's the issue for event planners? Is it about a balanced menu, giving people choice? How hard is it to persuade the venue to perhaps change the options to reflect the makeup of the audience? And without stereotyping people, we are tending to talk about, I believe, younger people coming into the industry who are increasingly vegetarian. It's not, it's not black and white, but that's definitely a trend, isn't it? It definitely is a trend, especially completely plant-based food is becoming more and more popular, be it for ethical reasons or for the health benefits, but it's definitely on the rise. And event planners do need to be aware of that. And the way that we look at it is exactly like you say, to give everyone options. And we do believe that with a plant-based option, we try to make it as appealing as possible to people who might not have tried it before. We don't want to force everyone, but we do want to make it appealing. And also by putting it at the top of the menu, we think more people that might not have considered it will see it and go for this option. You are very actively involved with, with helping and persuading, let's put it that way, our exhibitors perhaps to exhibit more sustainably, to use different materials and to just think about the environmental impact of their participation in the show. Can you tell us a little bit about how exhibitors have stepped up to the mark and changed their behaviours. One of the initiatives that we've had, when it comes to electricity, we really think when you are on the receiving end, or there's no difference between renewable or conventional electricity. So a few years ago at IMEX in Frankfurt, we completely took away the options for exhibitor to order conventional electricity we only offered renewable to all exhibitors. Was there a cost impact for exhibitors? There was a slight cost impact, but we actually didn't get any negative feedback at all. So that really shows that exhibitors are aware and they are willing to do their bit to help the event be more sustainable. This choice has actually led to Messe Frankfurt now completely power all of their fairgrounds in Frankfurt with renewable electricity for all of their events. So that is a big win. And that wasn't necessarily our intention in the beginning. It's simply that at IMEX we have the opportunity to try different things because we don't mind if they sometimes don't succeed, but also we have an appetite for that as well. So we don't mind if we take a few knocks along the way because in the, in the spirit of experimentation, we're willing to have a go. But what we've learned over the years, and I've seen it consistently, is where we lead, if we succeed, or even if we don't, others are able to follow. I think we sort of break a few barriers down and we also learn how to have those conversations in a way. It's about persistence, so let's talk a little bit about that and also let's not forget to talk about the water refill movement. So maybe let's explain to people listening what that is first and then mm -hmm. explain a little bit more about where you've had to be quite persistent because I'm conscious in talking about all these great results, it sounds like we may wave a magic wand, we have a planning call and we have a meeting and bang, it's done. That hasn't been the reality, has it? Water refill movement is only one of the examples where we are still on the way to making it a complete success, I would say. It all started with the issue of plastics being just more and more prominent and while it 
has always been on our minds and plastic was always treated as a material that we want to use mindfully and recycle as much as possible. It really has made us think that we want to do something to just bring it more to the attention of people and especially single-use plastic. We thought we wanted to offer another alternative for people to reduce their own impact. So we started the water refill movement where we are asking exhibitors instead of ordering single-use water bottles and giving them out on their stand to people visiting as giveaways to instead order a water cooler mm. and let people refill their own water bottles um, on their stand. Let's be honest, most people carry a water bottle around with them when they travel because you are at an airport, you are at the train station, you are traveling around and you do need to be hydrated so we thought why not let people do that while they are at the event so we started this movement and we are still encouraging more and more exhibitors to get involved to offer this service. Currently there is a cost for exhibitors to have the water cooler on their stand or on their booth but the upside as far as we're concerned is that they will get traffic. People will be coming to that stand, their, that booth, to refill their water bottles. So although there's a cost, there's also a benefit. Exactly. We do promote the exhibitors that have a refill station yes. on their stand. And we also think it is an entry point into discussions about sustainability on their stand about what they offer at their destination. So just to wrap up, let's talk a bit about persistence. What does that mean? If you're a motivated or even a not particularly motivated event planner, but your boss is motivated and you're under pressure to make some changes, what are some of the obstacles you're perhaps going to come up against and how do you keep positive every day? Is it better that you're just impassioned about the subject? Does that get you through? How's it been for you? It's definitely a benefit to be passionate about the subject and to just wanting to do the right thing and inspire the industry. One obstacle you have just mentioned, sometimes initiatives do still have a cost implication, although we have found that in recent years a lot of sustainable products have actually come to the exact same market price as the previous not so sustainable option. And another obstacle is definitely education of people to actually use the sustainable option the right way. One example is at IMEX America, we have started offering two waste bins to all exhibitors with a hard wall booth and we want them to use one of these waste bins just for paper because it has become an issue that paper has been contaminated with liquids or with food waste and because it is then not dry anymore it can't be recycled in the paper stream so we have added an additional waste bin and we are still educating people to use them properly, to use the one just for paper and the other one for all the other waste. So if you wanted to leave everyone listening with just one message, whether it's about the green squad or being greener at the show, or just generally the contribution that they can make as an individual or maybe a member of a, a social group or an association, what would that message be? My one message is definitely to not be afraid and just get started. Do the next right thing, one step at a time. Pick one thing that you see that you can get involved in, and once that's working, get on and do the next one.
If you want to know more about IMAX and the work we do, you can find us online at imaxexhibitions.com or you can seek us out on the usual social media channels. We've put them in the notes below for you. Tune in next time.